Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Big Ten Show with the almost famous Adam Carricker and the much less famous Jeff Turn. And now, your hosts, Adam and Jeff. Another edition of the Big Ten Show. I am Jeff Turn. That is Adam Carricker. And as we say on this show, that's the almost famous Adam Carricker. I'm the much less famous Jeff Turn. Getting closer. Happy. I, this is what now? <laughs> episode four at this point, yep. Adam. So happy episode number four, man. Happy episode number four, my friend. So we have a fun episode lined up today, a little unique. It's the off season. So we're going to do some different stuff today than typically breaking down all the spring games or throwing in some draft conversation. We're going to tell you who has the best helmets in the big 10 and in the worst. Adam and, Adam, and in the yes, middle and the worst. And I promise you, I have a hot take on the worst, which will certainly oh fire some people up today. Oh boy. Um, Listen, there, there is always going to be debate about helmets and colors and school songs and mascots, and we'll have those debates here on the show as well. But I did want to hit quickly on what we saw over the weekend, and this kind of can go a little bit more holistically throughout the entire country. But Adam and I share a similar thought with regards to sort of the popularity of a certain brand based on or based on multiple factors other than just attendance at a spring game, but sort of the momentum you get when you hold an event, when you have alumni come through, when you have a spring game, when you have games that don't matter during the season, how many people actually may show up. So Adam, we saw a ton of people show up at the Nebraska spring game. We saw a sellout at Colorado and you could have heard crickets at USC a couple of weeks ago. What, what is your take on attendance at spring games and what it says currently about maybe the brand of a specific program at this time. I wonder if anybody even cares about USC. I've seen more legit, more people at a middle school game this spring than I saw at their spring game. So that kind of tells you to me, it's about the passion. Okay. It doesn't necessarily tell you whether you're going to win or lose games in the fall. I mean, Scott Frost, Mike Riley, they had a ton of people at their spring games and you know, didn't win a lot of games though. When the fall rolled around, you look at Alabama. So Nebraska had 66 plus thousand. Okay. You look at Alabama, they had less. Somehow they've won more games than us. I'm not sure how that works, but you look at some of these schools. Okay. Ohio state had 75,000. That was the most in the country. All right. Colorado sells out their spring game. And this is what kind of caught my attention. And I sent you a text about it. Yeah. Pro football talk, sellout crowd for Colorado spring game shows that Deion Sanders is on track to coach an even bigger college program and possibly end up running an NFL team. So hold on. So let me get this straight. Because first of all, a sellout at the University of Colorado is a little bit different than at Ohio State, where it was 75,122. At Colorado, it's 47,277. So that's just a smidge of a difference. Okay. But it was interesting. First of all, Dion has come out and said at this moment in time, things can always change over time. He's not interested in trying to coach NFL teams or NFL players. He knows how that world is. He doesn't know if he'll connect the best. And so he doesn't even have an interest in coaching NFL teams. So that was kind of silly. And then also on top of that, hey, he's they have 47,000 people at their spring game. He's on to bigger and better things already. I mean, he has more people transferring out of his school right now than Colorado may have in, at their games if they start losing games in the fall. They might look like USC this spring. Uh, just, just random notes to fact. The top 10 attended spring games this year, Ohio State 75,000, Penn State 68,000, Nebraska 66, Alabama 58, Tennessee 58. 
I'm eliminating the end change numbers. Oklahoma, 54. Georgia, 54. South Carolina, 51. Clemson, 50. Colorado, 47. USC, 33. Where? Where were they at? I didn't work there. That's that's the ticketed number that didn't actually show up. But, oh. but you just mentioned three programs right there Dude, in the Big Ten. Nobody was there. <laughs> they weren't. And I agree and with you. You at 33. And I, I think by mentioning the, you know, you're always going to have, I think, a little bit more attendance in the South. The weather plays into a part of that, too, with the spring game. But you mentioned three programs there, Nebraska, Ohio State, Penn State, all from the Big Ten. Yep. And I, I do believe that it shows the momentum of the program. It doesn't equal wins and losses. It doesn't equal, like you said, you know, a coach getting the next job. Because, listen, you don't have to sell spring game tickets in the NFL. You just show up and coach the damn thing. So I, I'm with you on that part of it. And I, I do think, actually, though, like the momentum that we see that's sustained for Ohio State at spring games is very impressive, right? No matter if they win a national championship, if they make the college football playoff, if they just go to another bowl game, the, the fans show up. And I think that's something to be envied from many other Big Ten programs like a Minnesota, like in Iowa, like a whomever that you would throw out there as well. But I do think there's a correlation, though, to the excitement level of a, yes. of a team because, yeah. because you are six months away from putting foot on ball and actually playing games or whatever, five months away. And and there are people showing up by tens of thousands to the to, to watch you guys play a glorified practice. So to me, it's and Jeff froze. I have no idea if we're still recording. Recording. Yeah, we are, baby. I'm I'm okay, moving. Cool. Don't worry about it. We're good. All right. No, that's awesome. We we just keep rolling here on this show, and we, oh, we like the candle whether the whether the candle dims or not. Here we go. So for me, spring game is all about passion. Okay, if you it does not correlate to wins and losses. I equated recent Nebraska spring games. And they had 86,000, 85,000. And I talked about this on a show I did earlier today, just a couple of years ago. It did not correlate to wins. That's okay. What, what caught my attention was how he's on to bigger and better things already with Coach Prime. And he's going to go coach an NFL team because they had 47,000 people that watched their uh, last practice of the spring. It, it, it shows an excitement level and a passion of the fan base, which is why it matters. That's why I don't mind poking fun at our future Big Ten brethren USC. Because it's like... Really? There's more kids in my, more people in my kids' middle school game last weekend than there was at your spring game, despite the ticketed number. Okay. But it doesn't equate to wins and losses. So it matters. Okay. But I just, I found it funny. Like he's on to bigger and better things already. Just seemed kind of a little silly to me. One random question. And I got to see most of the spring games. Okay. I only saw highlights of Minnesota's game. Were they in their indoor facility for the spring game? It looked like they were in their indoor facility for their spring game. Was I wrong? I didn't see it. Maybe you're right. Like, hold on. This is why it's what's great uh, about uh, doing radio. Send in a comment when you watch this, and I know this is pre-recorded, but we we check the comments on YouTube and 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 everywhere that this is posted. Was it in their indoor facility? If that's the case, I don't know that I've ever seen. Here's what it is. Here's what it is. I found it. We don't even need the people. We don't even need the people. Here's what it says. We always need the people. But go ahead. Well, we don't need the people on this one. But you're right. We need the people. Uh, it, it aired live on the Big Ten Network and the Gopher Radio Network, but they played their annual spring game at 11 a.m. on Saturday, April 22nd at the team's indoor facility. It was announced the game would take place originally at Huntington Bank Stadium. Due to limited crowd space, it was no longer open to the public, and um, it's unfortunate that we need to move the game indoors, said P.J. Fleck, but without a, a usable scoreboard at the stadium because of construction and the ongoing rain and threat of inclement weather in the Midwest, 
We want to do the best for our fans and student athletes, so we put it indoors. There you go. Dude, if there's yeah, no lightning, you play outside. I'm sorry. That's right. You play outside. Now, hey, I got to do a read here, okay? This is this right. is how it works now that we're getting popular. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all basketball info, stats, news, and sor- scores. There's basketball going on outside right now uh, in the NBA. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. Bet online is always your sports information headquarters this season as you are covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, college football, UFC boxing. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting odds. Your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. There we go. Here it is. Go to the website today and use your mobile device. Get into the action. Be sure to use the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts. That's what happens, man, when you get popular within three episodes, Adam. People want to advertise with us. So, first of all, uh, it's pretty cool that the show is growing, and I hope it continues to do so. Like, when I say that we need the people, and you and I both agree on that, I mean, we're just two guys sitting here flapping our gums if, the, yeah. if people don't give a crap about this. So we appreciate the people. We appreciate uh, the growth that we've seen so far. And hopefully hopefully it persists. So, Absolutely, man. Uh, let's do this. Uh, before we get to the helmet conversation, we want to talk about Frank Solich for just a second. Because Nebraska is your alma mater. And at the spring game over the weekend, Frank Solich was honored. They ran a fullback dive and then handed him the football afterwards. They didn't do like they did uh, the week before at Ohio State where they gave it to an alum and had him run around. Uh, It would have been great to see Frank Solich run the fullback dive, though, I'll tell you that. Uh, But uh, they gave him the football. They had a a cool ceremony and event for him uh, prior to that. I believe it was on Friday night. And so we all know sort of the background there. And for those that don't, Frank Solich was winning games. And they felt like they needed to go in a different direction. And so he was sort of unceremoniously told to exit stage right, goes to Ohio and just crushes it in the Mac. I believe the field's named after him there now, but always a special spot in many Husker fans' heart for Frank Solich. Now, am I correct, Adam? Frank Solich recruited you to Nebraska? Yeah, Coach Solich. He'll always be Coach Solich to me. He recruited me, him and George Darlington, who'd been there for over three decades. Uh, I committed to coach, or, uh, committed to play for Coach Solich, Coach Darlington, and that's the guy that I played for for a couple of years. Um, this is the guy you mentioned, 58 and 19, was his uh, overall record at Nebraska. He was an assistant coach for 19 years. He was a fullback, a player there, uh, Big 12 Coach of the Year, Big 12 Champion in 1999, and uh, actually National Coach of the Year, Big 12 Champion 1999, two-time Big 12 Coach of the Year. Went to Ohio after he was dismissed in Nebraska. Did really well there. Like you mentioned, the field is named after him. And I don't know if they were trying to right or wrong, but honor an individual who deserved to be honored when they brought Coach Solich back. And just a couple of uh, quick stories. about. So let me, I have a question first. Go ahead. What what did Coach Solich sell you on more than, because it wasn't like he was the only one trying to recruit you. What made you want to play for him? Well, anybody who knows me knows that I grew up a Husker fan. My dad is the biggest Husker fan you'll ever see in your life. And uh, I grew up watching Nebraska every Saturday. And so that... And where did you grow up, for those that don't know? So I was born in Hastings, Nebraska. Long story short, dad's job moved us upstate of Washington. So that's where I grew up with state of Washington, rooting for the Huskers halfway across the country. So when I tell you that I try to be as unbiased as I can about Nebraska, I'm doing the best I can. (laughs) I truly try to be unbiased, but I will readily admit I was a fan 
I was a player. Now I'm a proud alum, and that will never change. Um, I, I find myself actually being harder on the team than most other folks that cover Nebraska football just because I try to be as unbiased as I can. But Solich, he was someone who truly cared. He was someone who truly, like, he wanted to be there for his players. Like, I hadn't talked to the man in 15, 16, 17 years. I reached out to him, got his number, asked for an interview a few years ago, and he immediately gave it to me, got right back to me. And he remembered things from recruiting me from uber amount of years ago. I will, I will never forget. And when I was growing up, I was in charge of dinner every Sunday night at my parents' house. So dinner every Sunday night turned into breakfast every Sunday night. So it was pancakes, it was waffles, cornbread was my big thing at the time, eggs, whatnot, never learned how to do omelets, not sure why. But him and Coach Darlington are sitting at my parents' table. I made them breakfast for supper because apparently that's what a recruit does. I don't know, it's just the way it worked out. We were doing it anyways. And they actually told me the story of how they got Neil Smith to come to Nebraska. And most folks are probably familiar with Neil Smith. All-American at Nebraska, okay, pro bowler, multi-time Super Bowl champ with the Chiefs, the Broncos, great NFL career. And it was interesting because they're like, Adam, who actually offered Neil because we couldn't get who we wanted. And I was like, huh? They're like, he was just some skinny kid out of high school. Everybody that we wanted to get, we couldn't get. So we just offered him late. It was like right before Christmas, late in the recruiting period in December. Uh, That's so anyways, wild, man. Neil Smith just crazy. stumbled upon Nebraska. Dude, he turned out to be Neil freaking Smith. Random, right, story. Man. Random story. That's when they offered me to. So I wonder <laughs> what that means. Right, right. Uh, we couldn't get anybody else. But we're going to tell you the story about Neil Smith oh, and man. invite you to come play at Nebraska. Well, so they offered me. It, it was about a year and a half later. So this was like the summer after my sophomore year. And it was uh, actually after my senior football season when that happened. So about two and a half years later. So they probably have no recollection. I just I remember. But a couple other real quick stories, and I'll keep it quick. Um, he was a guy who truly cared about people. So my my true freshman year, the year I redshirted, it was it was the only year he didn't win nine games. It went seven and seven, and some moves had to be made. Moves he didn't want to make. Moves he had to get rid of some assistant coaches. Being a young guy, I didn't understand that. So after our bowl game, we had a close loss, almost won the game, couldn't quite get it done. I get in the elevator at the hotel after the bowl game's over, and then Coach Solich get, walks in, and he's got tears in his eyes. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. And I didn't say anything to him. Uh, I mean, he just kind of, hey, Adam, how you doing? But he was like, clearly had something else on his mind. So I didn't say a word other than, hey, and I got off the elevator. I had no idea what was going on. Less than 24 hours later, I found out he had to let go of three assistant coaches, guys that he had coached with for decades. And he was legit in literal tears about it. That's how no much doubt. it yeah. mattered to him. And the only other one I'll share is he was a fiery guy too. He was not big. Uh, I mean, he, he was uh, significantly not tall and did not weigh a ton. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. And, but he was a fiery guy. And so I don't remember what it was. It was uh, after a practice in fall camp and we had a bad practice, whatever happened. It was so long ago. I was like a red shirt freshman at this point in my second uh -huh. year. And man, he walked like we're all circle around, wait for him to talk to us at the end of practice. He like walks into the middle. And he just looks at us all and he's pissed. And I, dude, there was 300 pound linemen. There was 350 pound linemen. There were guys who were well known, you know, to this day to Husker, Husker fans. And we were all like, and he just had this. And I forget what he said. I don't remember what happened. What I remember was thinking, I'm scared to death right now. <laughs> I am so terrified. I don't know what's happening. And then oh, whatever man. it was, he left. But it shows you his passion, it shows you his genuine caring. 
And then how much Nebraska actually did or didn't want me. Those are the three stories. That's amazing. That's amazing. I like all three of those equally as much. (laughs) The Big Ten show. I am Jeff Turner. That is Adam Carricker. Give us a follow on Twitter as well, at Adam Carricker94, at JTESPN. All right, so uh, those were great stories, man. Uh, No one ever recruited me, so we'll never actually have to hear any recruiting (laughs) stories about me, man. I can promise you that. I will tell you one day, though, how I won us a state baseball championship. We'll get to that at some point, I'm sure. All right, man. Um, I'm sure you are. Uh, So um, the Big Ten helmet debate. Okay, so I threw this idea at you last week and and, uh, we decided we're going to have some fun with this. There's 14 teams, although in my text, I told Adam there was 12 and he responded with a smart ass comment of (laughs) apparently two of them don't play with helmets. Uh, So there's actually 14 we're going to go through. And so I wanted to do this first. I Googled um, the ranking all the Big Ten helmets from worst to first and Adam, I kid you not, dude, somebody wrote this article this morning, and we talked about this last week. It shows April 24th at 10 a.m. Eastern. That's what it it says from Andrew Harbaugh from NittanyLionsWire.com. It's a USA Today site, which is so ironic that this is what we're going to talk about today. But what I found to be hilarious on this is that the 14th ranked helmet on his list is Nebraska, and the reason was comparing it to the rest of the conferences, they just feel left behind design wise. And then he ranks Penn state at number two. And it's just a white helmet, man. Like, I don't know what's more farther behind than just leaving it the same. So I wanted to bring that up, give a shout out to him. The rest of the list was great, but here's how we're going to do it. Adam. Okay. You got, you got 14 through one. Is that what you have? I do. And I even threw UCLA and USC in here as well. Oh, wow. Wow. You did, you did extra homework. I did not. So I'll just let you, you throw yours in. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So here's what I want to do. I want to go 14 through 10 on both of our lists, and then we'll work our way up to number one. Okay. And I'll let you go first 14 through 10 are actually for you 16 through 12. Uh, Go ahead, man. Well, so what I did is 14 all the way down to one. And then I just put asterisk next to UCLA and USC where they would be. Sweet. So cool. So go 14. I have Maryland. I mean, what are you? a NASCAR driver. Like I can't stand their freaking helmets. Sorry. Wow. 14 is Maryland. All right. Who do you got at number 13? I got Indiana. Um, the IU always looks like a cactus to me. I'm not trying to be rude. These are things that pop into my head when I see them. It looks like a NASCAR flag for Maryland and Indiana's always looked like a cactus to me ever since I was a little kid. <laughs> All right. What's at 12? So Illinois, it depends on what helmet they're wearing. If they're wearing just the eye, I don't know. It's the, not the orange bad. with the eye is the one you're talking about. Yeah, it's not bad. If they actually spell out Illinois, I don't know why. I actually like that. It doesn't make any sense to me, but I actually like that. But the one they usually wear, I believe, is with the eye, and I'm not too too crazy about that. Well, and with Maryland too, man. I mean, they were always one that had like 50 million different jerseys, 50 million different decals, and it wasn't your prototypical. I mean, it's a lot like Oregon when it comes to yep. the way that the, it, it's an ever-changing uniform. So, all right. So, uh, who do you have next? Yeah, for Maryland, I actually wrote down here, poor man's Oregon trying to fit in with the cool kids. That's what I wrote. Oh, wow. So, so I you tried to be nice initially. So, you got uh, Maryland at 14. You got uh, Indiana at 13. Indiana, you got Illinois. Illinois at 12. Who do you got at 11? You know, I got Minnesota. Um, Their color scheme is challenging, and I'm not trying to disrespect their school colors. It's just kind of challenging to come up with something creative with that. And the blocks that they have on their end is okay. I don't know. It comes across to me like they're trying too hard. I don't know why it feels like that to me, but that's why I have them at 11. Don't worry, there are helmets on this list that I like. And Uh, then 10? Rutgers, uh, what did I wrote? Off-color red. I know it's scarlet. 
off color red with a with a boring R. I don't know. I don't know what else you do with that, but these were the, I just literally wrote the first things that popped into my. That's head what I did too. The best part is the initial reaction when you look yeah. at them, and I think a lot of people will have one when they think of it as well. Okay, so here's my fourteen through ten. Go ahead. At number fourteen. I have Illinois. The orange is ugly to me. Okay. And, and <laughs> okay. it's not like a, it's not, you know, I, I, I kind of like the way that they've changed the color scheme a little bit with the Bengals over the last few years, but I always mm-hmm. thought their colors were kind of u- ugly too, but I have Illinois at 14 at okay. number 13. I have Rutgers. And again, I went with the same thing you did. It's just a weird color scheme. Like, you yeah. know, it doesn't, it's not intimidating. It reminds me of New Jersey. Okay. Like that's, I mean, it's probably what it's, but like when I think of New Jersey, I think of like clouds and, you know, uh, probably Jimmy Hoffa. I don't know. Like, I, I don't think of like, I don't think of positivity. Sorry, New Jersey. I apologize. So um, I'm going, I'm going, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna put me with Jimmy Hoffa is what they're going to do. <laughs> um, so I have Illinois at 14 Rutgers at 13 at number 12. I have Northwestern. And it's just, there's, 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 it's just, it feels like the people that are so smart that go to Northwestern would be wearing those helmets. That's what it kind of feels dorky to me. Um, I, I'm not a big, you know, purple person anyways. Um, it, I don't know. I, I, purple doesn't look good on my pale white skin. I don't know. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't fit me well. So maybe I'm going off of what I would look like wearing this helmet and I'm certainly not smart and I certainly don't look good in purple. Uh, so, uh, there's number 12 at number 11 for me is Indiana. Uh, again, I mean, I, I think of it probably because of, of it being a basketball school and you know, like when they write out what do they write out on there? Indiana on there sometimes too. I actually like yeah. it when they write out Indiana over the IU on there as well, kind of like you do with Illinois. Yeah. Uh, but I like it when they write it out. I'm looking at one right now where they wrote it out. I like that a little bit better. And then at number ten, I have uh, I have Maryland as well. I I don't know that I would have thought uh, if I if I was had time to myself to think of a great line like "What are you a NASCAR driver?" But that is that is great. <laughs> I love that. It looks like. Seriously, it looks like we're about to, you know, cross the checkered flag or whatever it is. Uh, so at number ten, I have Maryland, and uh, those are my those are my my bottom ones. Okay, so at number nine, who do you got? I have Penn State. I don't. What? So now we're getting to the helmets that I I don't hate, I don't love. Okay, it, it, the helmets that I just don't like ended with Rutgers at ten for me. So number nine, I have Penn State, and I just wrote in my notes put a little more effort into it. Like there's no effort put into that. Come on, man. Just like even Bama, they, they had their stupid numbers. Like it's not all over their Jersey already. So they throw it on their helmet, but at least they put some sort of effort into it. Uh, by the way, my least favorite helmets in all of college football. Uh, well, I don't know about all of college football, but it's up there is Alabama. I hate the numbers on the side of the helmet. That's just okay. Funny. Okay. Um, so at number, who do you have at number eight? Northwestern. And I actually wrote, I don't dislike uh, that's all I wrote. How can you like? How can you not have a feeling about that purple and that white? And I mean, it just. What are they supposed man. to do with it? Like I said, with Minnesota, you can only do so much with your color scheme, and I'm not trying to disrespect the schools. Co- Change their colors. Change their damn colors, okay? That's something. I don't care. Listen, I don't listen. Know. You're going to learn something about me out of it. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to be a hypocrite when I talk about Penn State in a second with tradition. Okay. But, but I was born in 1985. Listen, nothing in sports actually happened before 1985. And in fact, uh, all the records of these old guys that were also plumbers in baseball and all this other crap, man, doesn't mean a damn thing to me, all right? Sign me up for Barry Bonds. Sign me up for Alex Rodriguez. I don't care how much steroids they took. Bigger, faster, stronger. Get 
give me the, the modern day athlete over anything that's old. Traditions were meant to be broken. Instead of Thanksgiving with the family, go to Vegas and eat at a buffet. Okay. Like I am, a, I'm a traditionalist on so many things. Now I'm going to say something different about Penn state in a second because of the helmet, but yeah, man, change your colors. Nobody would care. So I tried to put myself in their shoes. Like, how could I, what could I do with what I have to work with? So that's what sure. I tried to do. By the way, sure. I was born in 1984. Respect your elders. And apparently, <laughs> didn't win their national title in 1983, according to you, which works for me. Hey, wait a second. A real side note here. How about Willis McGahee, the whatever, the 10th? I, all I know is that that made me feel really old when he committed to Nebraska. Uh, I don't did, know about that. I'm going to have to update myself on that. Purdue. I think that did, did I did I read that wrong? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now now we're digressing, but I have to double check here. <laughs> yes, he did. Willis McGahee, the seventeenth or whatever the the IV stands for, um, committed Nebraska two days ago, baby. Hmm. All right. The I've been U in U sports for the past couple of days outside of watching the spring game. I missed that somehow. How the okay. heck did he he not go to Miami? All right, go back to these helmets things. Because okay, let's go. go to a good school. All right, uh, Purdue <laughs> or a good conference uh, at least. The ACC is not even good at basketball anymore. All right, next up at number seven, I have Purdue. And it was kind of one of those things where I was like, I'm, I'm in the range where I don't like, I don't dislike. So this sure. is kind of a muddled mess in here. Uh, I literally wrote, did pretty good with what they have to work with. That's all I wrote on there. I like all the right. black one. I like the black one with the gold P. I don't like the gold with the black P. I agree with that. And the helmet yeah. that popped up when I was looking at him was the gold with the black P. Yeah, uh, yeah, that just yeah. happened to be what popped up. At number yep. six, and I think that's where I stop, and then you, you give your list update. Yeah. Iowa. And I like that it was it's different than every other helmet. It's not just a letter. You froze on me again. I didn't hear six. Okay, okay. we're gonna snap our fingers. Adam's froze. He's got this little back? on the zoom or on, on the Big Ten show on, on YouTube right now. You'll see, you see me uh when he Am froze there first. You're back, but you had a little half-ass grin there, which was funny. So at number six, right. you went, ha, huh, and then your half-ass grin came out. So go uh, ahead. Who's that number six? In, I kept you in suspense. Yes. I have Iowa. Now, when you look what? at all the helmets in the Big Ten, they all simply go with a letter or there's nothing on it, and that includes Ohio State. I'm not counting those little stickers. Okay, so for me, they actually have something on their helmet that's actually somewhat outside the box a little bit. Now, admittedly, um, I'm just going to say this. I've, I've had fans when Nebraska plays Iowa, send me pictures and they alter that little logo on the helmet a little bit. So it looks like a penis. So when I see that logo, I can't help but see a penis sometimes. Okay. But looking at the actual logo, the way that it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually put it number six on my list. All right, doing? man. All right, man. Gosh, man. We're good. Well, we got some disagreements moving forward here. All right. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. All right. So at number nine for me, it's Michigan state. Um, again, the Spartan doesn't do it for me. Uh, I, I, when I look at that, I think you, you wished you were a Trojan. You wished you were, you were USC. Uh, so I, I look at the, and the green, I don't know if they've tweaked the green multiple times on some of their, you know, mad helmets or whatever they are. Uh, but I, I have them at number nine. Then at number eight, I have Purdue, uh, slightly above Michigan state. And again, if it was the black with the P all the time, I'd probably elevate it higher up on my list, but you get the gold at the P and I just don't, it doesn't look great. Um, then at number seven for me, I have Minnesota and I went to Minnesota, but you're right, man. It's, that's a hard color scheme, man. Um, you know, that, that, that maroon and gold is tough. Uh, so I, I'll put that at number seven at number six. This is where, you know, 
you and I definitely disagree at number six. At number six, I have Wisconsin. And, you know, I just wish they'd put a badger on the side of the helmet like Iowa did with the Hawkeye. The the W seems a little egotistical, like we're getting dubs, you know? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel you aren't good enough to just put a W on the side of your helmet, even though it's how you start your program's name. So I, I have Wisconsin at number six on my list. All right. So at number five, I have Michigan State. I put nice and clean, although they do tend to change it from time to time. Right. The green okay. is quite different often. Yeah, it's, it's That's weird. the only thing that kind of drives me nuts. At number do I have here? I have number four, and this is where I start to get into helmets that I genuinely like. Yes. Okay. okay. Uh, I have Wisconsin. I've always okay. liked that W. I've always liked how it looks, like a little italicized cursive. I don't know, mixed in there to a degree. I've always liked like that to begin with. So I like uh, Wisconsin at number four. At number three, if I can read my writing. Uh, and so this was actually before I became a fan. So I actually did not like Nebraska when I first started watching college football. It grew on me because that's all my dad watched. But even before, I was like, man, they got, I like their helmets. I like their color scheme and their uniforms. Anytime the face mask, okay? So if the helmet's white and the face mask is a different color and it matches, in this case, white, red, and red matches the logo on the side of the helmet, I just think that looks sweet. I've always liked that. So when the logo matches the, the, the face, the traditional, uh, the face mask, also, it's traditional and an iconic look. Now, this comes with a caveat. I don't like their alternate uniforms. They don't have an alternate uniform that I've liked. The black shirt one I can tolerate a little bit. Uh, but whenever they do the alternate uniform thing, I feel like we're trying to be like Maryland, like one of the cool kids on the block. We're, we're not a cool trying so to be you like don't, a cool you, kid. Wait a second. So you, follow you, you, don't, you don't like the all-black helmet with the red end? No. I oh, like man, that, traditional, oh, I the like, iconic look. Oh. I liked that black one with the end, man. I thought that one was nice. All right, what do you got at number two? All right, at number two, you're going to laugh at this. I got Ohio State. I legit wrote sparkly. (laughs) Oh, nice, nice. Do you like all the little Buckeye things, the stickers they put on the helmets? So I'm getting to that. I said shines nice under the bright lights. It does. Any Like in a big game under the bright lights, I think it just looks nice. I know there's nothing on it. But it's at least not plain white like a sheet of paper like Penn State. All right. I said the Buckeye stickers, eh, they're okay to me. Yeah. That's eh, all you know, I had for that. Eh, eh. Eh. Were the stickers that you got? They don't have stickers at Nebraska, do they? Mm-mm. We no. did them in high school, but no, high not in Nebraska. Not in Nebraska. Number one, I have Michigan. Now, oh. admittedly, I said, Husker what? got going with Michigan, number one. Hey, I got to be as unbiased as I can be. All right. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. So. Michigan, I said 100 years ago or whenever they came up with this design, I would have not have liked it. I would not have liked it. It would have looked like peace streaks to me. I bet it would have been like, why do you have peace streaks on your helmet? At this point, though, it's unique. It's different. It's unlike anything else out there. And you know I like that. So to me, it is the definition of, I'm just going to say it, iconic at this point. I agree with you, man. So like if you took, here's here's what I think. If you just took a white helmet and you put the, the the M from Minnesota on it. I think a lot of people would guess Minnesota, but a lot of people might guess Maryland. They might guess other other programs. If you put you know an I on it, some would guess Indiana, some would guess Illinois, whatever. You know when you see a Michigan helmet that that is mm-hmm. Michigan with no letters on it. And I, I think yep. you're I think you're right on with that as well. So Michigan's your number one helmet. All right, yeah. so here's 
Go ahead. Quick thought. So I watched Michigan hockey play, I don't know, a few years ago, like one time. My daughter, Trinity, it's her favorite sport is hockey. I had no idea who was playing. I had no idea who they were playing, but I knew it was Michigan because they have those same slick hockey helmets. Too. They got some slick ones. All right, man, I'll run through my five through one here quick. At number five, I have Nebraska, and I just think, you know, it it's always been one when you when you mentioned that the red on the on the side of the helmet with the the face guard, I think it looks great. Uh at number four, I have Penn State, and this is where I'm a hypocrite. The tradition of that white helmet to me is why I like it. I think of, you know, Joe Pa and all those great Penn State teams, Kerry Collins, you know, all the dudes that I watched in the 90s, all the way up through now. I just think it's it it is iconic of what sort of maybe is a lessening of tradition in college football. Uh, at number three, I have the Ohio State right here on the Big Ten show. Uh, and I actually, the, the stickers, it, it, that's what makes the helmet for me as well. I think that aspect of it is unique. And uh, we all know those little Buckeye stickers are on there. At number two, I have Michigan. And I, everything you just said encompassed why I like Michigan. You know what it is. But there is not a better color scheme in the entire Big Ten than what the Iowa Hawkeyes are trotting out there every single Saturday. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the greatest color scheme the NFL has ever seen, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And so I have always, I mean, there is there is nothing weak sauce about the Hawkeyes colors. And to have that Hawkeye on the side that's telling you, watch out, I'm going to come peck at you, man. I'm going to come get you. Uh, that's why I have the Hawkeyes sitting there at number one. And it's the color scheme. It looks badass. Uh, I have I have Iowa number one. Now tell us where were the asterisks for for uh, UCLA and USC? They're gonna come peck at you. I'm gonna start calling the Iowa Woodpeckers. All right, uh, at least you put wood in front of it, man. That's all we oh ask. Boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so I actually so the USC helmet itself is is okay to me. It kind of fell in the four, five, six range. I like okay. Wisconsin better. I had Wisconsin at four. So Michigan State was five. Iowa was six. It would be in that range with the Michigan State, I, uh, Iowa at four, okay. five, or six, probably about five or six right after Wisconsin. Uh, I have always liked UCLA's helmet. Me I too. Always me liked too. Their yeah. uniforms, UCLA, uh, North Carolina. I'm not a North Carolina fan, but I walked around in North Carolina basketball jersey and shorts all throughout middle school. It just looks cool. And UCLA is kind of the football or West Coast version of North Carolina for me. So I actually have UCLA. Number two, right oh. behind Michigan. In oh, wow. front of Ohio State, in front of Nebraska, in front of all the other schools that I mentioned, right behind Michigan. Now, I put them in that four to six range on both of them. I like I like both of them as well. I probably like UCLA a little bit better than USC. Adam was wondering if we were going to be able to have enough time to talk about helmets. See, I told you, man. I I this is my this is my niche right here, man. When we go off the beaten path. That's where I live, okay? I live off the beaten path. And so uh, I had a blast breaking down the best helmets, uh, 14 through one. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that as well. And feel free to leave comments. Make sure and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Check us out on YouTube. Let us know what your favorite helmets are as well in the Big Ten. Maybe give us your top five on the comments as well. We would appreciate that. Later on the week, we're going to hang out with the legend. We call him Broadcasting Royalty. He's worked on all the networks, called hundreds and hundreds of college football games, the world famous, again, world famous, Adam's almost famous. I'm not famous, but the world famous Tim Brando scheduled to join us later this week on the Big Ten Show. Adam, a blast as always, man, as another page has turned here on the Big Ten Show. Until we chat next time, be well, y'all.